Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, next up in one of these stories that became a really big deal really quickly, and we had to learn about, well, what's the problem with this guy? And then the roller coaster continues because just as fast as people got mad about it, they said, okay, he's yeah. out. <laughs> what? Now's the time to ask the question, what's the shortest tenure you've ever had <laughs> on a job in your life? Because I think no matter what it is, the hiring of Gavin Wilkinson by Sporting Kansas City as their new uh, sporting director may rival you. This lasted, what, three days? Something like that. Yeah. He was... Uh, the, the version this says I, I... Okay, so it was last week. I think it was last week that they hired him. Gotcha. Okay, so, so maybe at the uh, outside a week. A week. Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah, we've decided to go ahead and rescind that offer, even though it was already a job that he got. So, yeah, he's now been dismissed as the uh, newly announced sporting director at Sporting KC. Um, okay, so just to do the backstory, and if you are more familiar with Sporting KC than we are, feel free because the response from people was just oh my gosh why did you hire this guy get rid of this guy so he was to take on or did extremely briefly take on the title of sporting director i didn't know what that meant um it meant being responsible for player recruitment roster building budgeting and technical staff management so it's a big it it was to be a big job oh yeah um he was the former president of the portland thorns and had been fired at one point over separate investigations into their handling of player and coach misconduct. And his, his name came up in an independent investigation led by the attorney general there and a cover-up of abuse while he was the general manager. He was responsible for hiring a guy that was among the coaches that resigned amid these claims of misconduct in 2021. Yeah. The question I ask is, how did he get this job? And let's be specific about this. Sexual misconduct yeah. was part of that. So, I mean, there were other things involved in it as well, but it started to come off. And, and I don't know that story about, I mean, I know a little bit of just, just from what we've read over the last few days. Yeah, his right. tenure was eight days long. But as far as what happened with the alleged cover-up of misconduct with Portland, I'm not anywhere near as well versed on that, but when you when you have somebody who was dismissed from his previous job for that kind of thing, I mean, it it brings to mind, even though it may not be comparable in terms of severity, what happened at Penn State, where yeah. you still have, and it's in Penn State, weren't they weren't the only ones? I mean, there have been allegations of those kinds of cover ups by 
uh, colleges and, and college sporting organizations in a lot of different places in the country because when it comes up, that seems to be their first inclination is let's make sure nobody finds out about this. And if you're involved in that kind of cover-up, many times, as we've seen in I don't know how many news stories involving politics and sports and every other you know big business, the, the cover-up is often as bad or worse than the original crime. That's what he was fired for, which makes you wonder what kind of vetting did they do on this guy before Sporting decided to hire him? So that's my question. Um, was there? A, did he do a job in between that one and getting this one? I don't because think so. Because if so, it's not talked about anywhere. Yeah. So he went from from that to being hired by Sporting here. So either they knew and didn't care, or. They didn't, I, I don't know what of that was public, and I don't, I don't know how that vetting works. But it's a big enough job at a big enough team that I'm sure there's a firm that Sporting has that does that, and if they don't have that firm, then might I suggest you get one? Sure. Yeah, how did they miss it? Or did they did they know it and didn't care? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're getting a bunch of texts from people who are saying, yeah, go online and read some of the posts that came up as soon as he was hired, as soon as the announcement was made eight days ago that he was hired by Sporting, and immediately the calls were hot and heavy for him to be dismissed. Which again, Sporting is that well, and it's it's kind of funny too because it depends on where you read the story as uh, KSHB has this as a mutual decision to part ways and several other agencies are calling it a firing. So, I mean, either way, it's a job lost. But I, I, I mean, if, if I were after making that kind of a gaffe that your fans immediately reacted negatively to, if I were the, you know, in charge of PR with sporting, I would try to make it as clear as possible. This was our decision to get rid of him. Okay, so I'm just, I have the report in front of me, the Sally Yates report uh -huh. of the um, allegations of abusive behavior and sexual misconduct in women's professional soccer. This was October 3rd, 2022. It is, it is 319 pages long. Wow. And does not have a search feature. So I can't look in it and see if his name is mentioned specifically. I'm kind of scanning through to see if it's in a, I'm just looking through the uh, table of contents here. I just, um, do you do Google search? I mean, do you, <laughs> at the very least, do whatever you do before you're going to go on a date with somebody and see what comes up? Yeah, and again, according to the folks on the text line, this was all over the place in women's soccer news a year ago when all of this came down. This was not unknown. This was something that was very much talked about. And if you're in the soccer world, if you're deep into it as a fan or as a team or whatever, that you knew about this, so why on earth did they decide this was the right guy for the job? Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Ed's called us up out of Kansas City. Hey Ed. Hi guys. I I keep uh, listening because you two uh, know how to put it out there. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I, uh, they uh, had a large documentary on this knucklehead, um, either on E sixty, uh, part of ESPN, or mm -hmm. thirty and thirty. Just like maybe right before the holidays, and uh, he, he apps. I mean, all the stuff that went through with that, and all the stuff that all the women, you know, backed him up. They backed up this young lady, who you know had the allegations, and uh, they, you know, they finally got him out. Of there. He did have a job. 
in between here. Where was he? But I, uh, I think he was in Washington, D.C. area, but, but please don't quote me. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I, I, I'll listen off the air, but they, real quick, he, they, they darn well knew this guy's character. There's no BSing around in the vetting and all that crud. They, they knew this and still got hired. Yeah. And that's you. you got it, Ed. Thank you. And that's something that I think they need to answer for is what on earth made you think this was okay? I'm on his LinkedIn page. Um there is not the the last thing he has posted on his LinkedIn page, if he keeps it updated, is the president of soccer for the Portland Timbers and Thorns. Okay. And that ended in October of twenty twenty two. So he doesn't the, the Kansas City job isn't up there. <laughs> it um, probably won't be. Grew up in New Zealand. Boy, you learn all kinds of things about him. Um, so so if this is correct, there was no job after that. But it doesn't mean that he keeps it updated. Um, okay. So there was nothing that came out of the announcement from Sporting Kansas City about, you know, yes, we knew and we goofed. <laughs> you know, there, there was nothing like that that came out. Yeah. Uh, they just said, we first want to acknowledge the passion of our fans, community of supporters and partners. Our action demonstrates our longstanding, unequivocal respect for their voices and the belief that we are stronger when we listen to one another. And it was the reaction from the fan base and soccer community that reinforced to us a fundamental philosophy that has driven us since day one to honor and protect our valued relationships. Say more. Well, I'm glad you said that because in KSH, <laughs> well, in KSHB's version of the story, they say to honor and protest our valued relationships. And I thought, oh. okay, that, that really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, a little bit of a typo there, guys. But um, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's from the owner. That's from the principal owner of the team. So, I mean, if it's in that spirit that you want to reflect our abiding appreciation for you know fundamental philosophy and all of that, then again, explain the hiring. Yeah, explain, own it. I mean, explain either why you hired him. And you can just say that. We hired him because this track record, X, Y, Z. Okay, Uh, you know, somebody on the text line, and you may very well be right about this, that uh, somebody had reported that when Sporting made the announcement, they said that he, they felt that he deserved a second chance. All right. That's that's troubling in and of itself, because as much as you want to say, yeah, everybody deserves a second chance. When you're talking about covering up allegations of sexual abuse, I think that kind of goes out the window. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do for a living after that, but maybe that's a good reason not to involve yourself in a cover up of sexual abuse. Yeah. um, Some things don't deserve a second chance. Yeah. Some things, some things just don't. Especially in a leadership role. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, if you. Where it comes to protecting your players. Right. And if you. Safety. If you can't, if you're going to put somebody in charge who has a record of disregarding uh, the people that he's supposed to be leading, then how on earth do you put somebody in a leadership role like that? I mean, you want to go out and prove yourself again? Go out and prove yourself and work in the mailroom for a team for a while. You know? Right. Right. Start lower than that, because how do you know, how do you trust him then in a leadership role like that with a team like this? And if you're willing to cover that up, what else are you willing to cover up? Yeah.
Yeah, maybe he does deserve a second chance, but maybe that second chance is not here and not now. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to ask this question, and I, I hope that the answer is no. Is this because he would be coaching men instead of women? Or not coaching, but that he would be in a leadership role for a team full of men instead of a team full of women. Which version of the answer do you want? Do you want what I think? Or yes. do you want what the, the reason that the team... Uh, the, team's, asked, the, oh, the team's never going to say that. But, how the team would justify but it. But do you think that makes a difference? Um, I think they think it makes a difference. Okay. My, my opinion on that answer. is men have been victimized also. True. I mean, men, you know, we've had cases, particularly oh. like in locker rooms and stuff, where men are victims of sexual misconduct also. Junior hockey is, or not, I can't say is, I can say definitely was rife with it of young men who were at that point, well, and sometimes boys, 16, 17, 18 years old, who were good enough to make it into juniors, were sexually abused by their coaches. That is well documented. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. In in true, it doesn't make a difference, but... Somebody yeah, thinks it does. Where, right, right. That's what I was going for. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so would he ever get a job again with a women's team? <laughs> Not likely. Boy, I want to hear that justification for why that happens, if that's true. Uh, if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. All right, um, we're going to talk about that device in your room that some of you listen to us on that begins with an A. Uh, would you pay more to have it? Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Okay, pick something else to call this device for the next eight minutes. What are we going to call it instead of what it actually is? Well, my sister always calls it girlfriend, so we okay. can use that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're referring to that that thing with the letter A. Mine sits about 20 feet from me right now. I don't use mine as much as I think a lot of people do. Um, it's more, I use it mostly either to play the radio station. Quite frankly, that's usually how I listen to Dayton Parks. Or in the morning, I have to, I, I have a bunch of deadlines that hit in the morning. And it's how I keep myself on track. I'll tell her, set alarm for 15 minutes from now. And she's about to do it over and over and over again. That is not a service that I would pay for. No. And th this is why, I mean, what it, what's going on at Amazon right now is there's a real internal battle, according to the folks at Gizmodo. And Gizmodo, I mean, when it comes to the tech world, they're on it. They, they normally do excellent reporting on this kind of thing. And what they're saying is there's this internal struggle inside Amazon to try to figure out what to do about this because the one thing that that device does not do once you've bought it is make any money for Amazon. There's no way to monetize what that thing does. And they're saying, look, we're pouring a whole bunch of resources into making sure that this device is up to date, that it gives good information, that it's useful, that it, it, they want it to become a part of your life. They want it to be able to run a bunch of other devices in your house, which, which it already can. And they want to keep that as a sort of a core part of their business, but they can't monetize it. So there's a big... A row right now over the people who want to keep it as it is and don't believe that you and I will pay for it and I think they're probably right about that and the ones who say okay it's going to need to start generating revenue or we're going to have to cut ties I love Gizmodo because it's 
it, they do really good reporting, but it's a little vice-like in terms of how they write. Um, so Girl for Amazon is testing the underlying technology dorkily called Remarkable Girlfriend <laughs> with 15,000 customers. Uh, it's supposedly going to launch on June 30th, although it sounds like maybe it won't, that they're not ready for that. Um, and so employees say it's great at having conversations and terrible at doing anything useful. <laughs> yeah, because what they want to do is tie AI into it. Uh-huh. And we've talked about the problems with AI, with all of the inaccuracies and all of the foibles that it's already had, that tying faulty technology into something that's actually pretty good so far, you know, doesn't seem to be the best idea in the world. But, I mean, they, they, they talked about it hallucinating, uh, uh -huh. which I think is hilarious. But yeah, they're saying that even this new feature that they want to roll out, and I think what they'll probably end up doing is rolling out this feature to say, okay, we, you can have the AI version of it. You can have the super souped up version of Girlfriend, but you're going to have to pay for it. A subscription of who knows what, $5.99 a month or something like that. Or you can have it the way it's always been for free. At that point, I'm staying free. Here's the only way I would pay for it, 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 it with for two things. Does it replace a device that I pay for now? Yep. Or a service that I pay for now? Like, I pay for Amazon Music. Can you somehow, and I have the cheap version. I have the $6 a month or $9 a month version. Mm -hmm. But I love it. And it's the only service I use for music. It's the only service I pay for for music. Can you somehow rope it into that? Can you can you rope it into something I'm already paying for? Right. Because if I get both things, okay, then I'm paying for it. One of the things they point out in this article that I'll say too is that your Amazon is already kind of nickeling and diming you in other ways in in fees for other services. Prime is up to one forty nine. I think, I mean, remember when it was 99 bucks? Yeah. It's also not same day delivery or overnight delivery like it was always promised to be. Wrote, just put it all into Amazon Prime. You, you pay this amount for Amazon Prime and here are all the things you can get for it. Sure, and that would make total sense. I wonder how many people there are right now that do not have Amazon Prime that have that device in their house. And I would bet that's a pretty sizable number because once you've bought it, it's there and it works. It right. works independent of Amazon Prime. My thing is, and you, you pointed this out, and I think this is kind of a brilliant thing, is that if it went away tomorrow, what I use it for every single day is my alarm clock, and Jen uses it for the, uh, the white noise generator okay. overnight. Those things can easily be replaced. With the, your phone. Right. And the other, thing that I, uh, the other thing that I use it for, going back to the phone thing, is what I would instead use the S word from Apple because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I have an yeah. iPhone. So if, if I need to ask it a question, I already have a Google device in my house and the Amazon one, and I have an iPhone. So I have three different options if I need to set a timer, if I need to know something real quick, if I need a factoid or something. So if that one went away, I'd ask one of the other two. It's handy. The sound quality is good. Yes. I can hear it everywhere. I kind of appreciate that. It's my backup alarm because it sits in a different room than I do. And if I yell loud enough at it, it'll hear me, which is if I if so I'm never more angry than at you know, 415 in the morning when the second alarm has gone off mm -hmm. and I'm trying to tell her to be quiet. Um, but I would just use my phone. 
for everything else. Right. It, you, there's a, fine. There's a brilliant line in the Tom Petty song, The Last DJ, where he says, as we celebrate mediocrity, all the boys upstairs want to see how much you'll pay for what you used to get for free. That's funny that you said that. I just said that about the next story we're going to do, too, because <laughs> that's making me crazy about uh, something else we'll talk about. And that's what this is, is, is they're trying to figure out a way to monetize this, and the only way they can do it is to figure out how to make a subscription service out of it. So what you used to get for free, they're going to come with their hands out. So some of you were texting ideas on how they could monetize it. And I wondered this too, and, and we'll get to a break here, but if you have other ideas, if you are someone who doesn't pay for Prime, but you do not you do use that device, what do you think? Throw in 10 second ads for stuff, you know? Oh. I'm, I know, oh. I, I'm not, I know. <laughs> but people would tolerate that yeah. more than they would pay for the device. We do it on YouTube. Yeah, we do it on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We do it on on other streaming services and and yeah it's just something we're getting used to here so uh if you want to get in here 913-586-7798 we'll get to your comments coming up here on kmbz call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, while we're talking about things that used to be free, I, <laughs> it makes me crazy maybe i'm the only one and if so that's fine the direction that hotels have gone since the pandemic and decided to stay on even when things got back to normal it just makes me crazy i know you like it that they don't come in your room anymore i can't stand that <laughs> i want you to come in every day uh, and make my bed and take out the trash and and just tidy up a little bit and i don't want to have to feel bad for for expecting that now that is no longer expected that that's going to happen now right. you're special now if if that happens one of the other things that changed was we went from getting the little miniature bottles of all, all the toiletries to now there are the bottles that are perched on the wall for a couple of reasons one is they claim waste they're not wasting things then let's be honest it's about money it's significantly cheaper to have those bottles on the wall that it is to give you all of these miniatures. Hyatt centric is a very, very fancy version of Hyatt. The only time I've ever stayed in one is in Key West. It's one of the only hotels that has um, waterfront property on the north side. Okay, It's stupid, it, it's really nice. 
I did points to pay for it. But um, it made a couple of travel websites because of the note that they have put onto the bottles now of this be kind is the brand and i know it for um like lip stuff to put on your lips to keep your lips from getting chapped yeah they apparently make shampoo and body lotion so they have put a note on these bottles now saying there will be a 100 dollars charge if you take this bottle Yes, and that that brand, that Be Kind brand, is what they're calling a pseudo brand. It doesn't really exist. What it is is it's um, a kind of a house brand for Hyatt that's made by a company called Gilchrist and Soames, and Gilchrist and Soames does that. They'll they'll put whatever brand name you want on their bottles of stuff so that you can then sell them as your own. And the idea with this, it's one thing to have it in the little cage, right? So if you walk into the shower and you got those three bottles, there's the body wash and the shampoo and the conditioner that are all in a row. And they're in the little cage on the wall because it's the big bottles, not the little ones. But you can't open that. This stuff, that body lotion, is in your room. It's just on like the countertop or whatever yeah. for you to use while you're there. But yeah, they put that that note on there that said $100 uh $100 will be room charged if taken. And I mean you can use it, but you're not supposed to take the entire bottle. If you do, they're going to clip you 100 bucks. Do you know what that that costs online? <laughs> I saw it in here, yeah. $28. Yeah. Yeah. Proof that we will take anything out of a room. <laughs> if it's not nailed down. It is down. not bolted down. Uh-huh. Yes. But but in the old days, when it was just the little miniature bottles, this was never an issue. No, they wanted you to take those. Absolutely. Yeah, they encouraged you to. In the, because they wanted an indication as to, like, the more of the bottles that went home with you, the better idea they had of the kind of shampoo, conditioner, body wash, whatever, that people liked. So they want to do that. They, they, but now things have changed. They've come down to that. And now we've got the big bottles on the wall. Now, to their credit, that means a whole lot of those little plastic bottles aren't ending up in landfills. But that's not their main driver. Their main driver is money. Yeah. Um, yes. I, yay environment. Yep. I'm, I'm not down on the environment, although the cardboard straws are getting a little old. And I'm like I said, I don't like having to bring my own bags in everywhere, but whatever. But um, just, I, I get annoyed with people that are taking the big bottles. Cause you, but, but then do like you do in the shower where there, there's a reason you can't take those off the wall. Yeah. Lock it up. You know, people. Yeah. I mean, just put that same kind of dispenser on the wall near the bed because I mean, a lot of people don't put on body lotion when they're still in the bathroom. They put that on, you know, where they're sitting on the bed or whatever. So put it there. Just put another one of those little racks on the wall if you don't want people taking the thing. Um, no, nah, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. But uh, yeah, I, I think that the $100 room charge, <laughs> that uh, there are people who are saying, okay, what if I didn't see that note on the bottle? Too bad. Uh-huh. They don't care. It's pretty clear. I mean, it's a pretty big sticker that they put on the bottle. Yeah. Too bad. My guess is that it's also on, um, again, Hyatt Center is pretty nice. There's probably a binder in that room. You know, some hotel rooms will have binders full of things that have the list of like, here's what you're going to pay if you take stuff out of the mini bar. 
<laughs> Always read that list, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and don't take anything <laughs> out of the mini bar would be my advice. <laughs> I remember, I'll never, we'll get your calls here in a sec, but I'll never forget um, when I went to Denver a couple of years ago uh, to go see someone speak. I stayed in a hotel and it was one of those like my flight had been delayed and I hadn't eaten in 12 hours oh, yeah. and it was midnight and I was starving and I just didn't care. And I, I was like, what what do I think is the cheapest thing in this setup here? And it was like the bag of chips for seven dollars yeah it's like you know look i like m&ms i yeah. don't like them enough to pay 25 bucks for one package of m&ms but i, I do enjoy them so my guess is that that hundred dollar fee is probably on that list doubtless so that you're supposed to read yeah but again used to get it for free let's see what josh in the northlands thinking hey josh hey so uh like i understand why they're doing it and that's going to be effective on people that fly. But, I mean, I think the majority of people that travel, uh, they drive. You could just bring your own container and transfer it into your own container. Oh, that's true. Several people on the text line are saying that. I don't think most people do that. I don't think it, I don't think it occurs to most of us to bring an empty bottle and fill it. I do now. <laughs> and thanks, Josh. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, thanks for the yeah, call. Text line saying that too. All of you, a bunch of you are saying, just bring your own bottle and squeeze it in there. Yeah, right. I don't think most people are like that. You'll you'll take the thing. You'll take the free thing. I don't think most. If you're spending the money to go in a Hyatt centric, right? You they you yeah, can then you probably don't care about the hundred bucks. So you're gonna yeah. take the bottle if you want it. But right. uh, yeah, <laughs> I want. Yeah, I mean, I can see you like leaving the hotel and them going, "Wait, you use the entire bottle? You don't look anywhere near that moisturized. <laughs> you are you're you know you're still ashy, man." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have friends that are texting me. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yes, the, the change with hotels lately makes me crazy. All right, um, we have not talked about pickleball in a in a bit. <sighs> Here we go again. Here we go again with us. San Francisco. And I mean, the, the fact that the pickleball wars have essentially continued, there is now talk of a popular revolt in San Francisco. Because Here's what's going on. So you have a bunch of tennis courts that are run by the city that they've just, you know, like, the, like you put up in parks, right? So they have these things that are public-use tennis courts. And what they did because of the rising popularity of pickleball is they took those tennis courts and cut them all in half. The tennis nets are still up there, but they painted in the lines for pickleball courts on either side of the tennis court. And then they allowed people to bring in their own pickleball nets, which are shorter. They don't have the, the um, yeah, they, they're, they're just, I, I don't know if they're half size, but they're a lot lower than your average tennis net. And the courts are a little bit smaller. So what they did is people started crowdsourcing pickleball nets to put up in these places. And all of a sudden, the tennis courts were effectively not used anymore. And they said people were waiting for hours and hours and hours just for the privilege of going to play pickleball at these public courts. Well, for some reason, the city of San Francisco has decided after listening to the tennis players who are now torqued because they're being shut out of the courts that they've decided to be done with it. They're taking pickleball back away and people are losing their minds. <laughs> so if you can't do it right, you don't get to do it at all. Pretty much. If you're not going to be nice about it, then we're just going to take it away. And the noise entirely. complaints and everything else that mm -hmm. we've heard about with pickleball. And they're even saying, and this is the worst part of it, that a lot of those nets that were crowdsourced, the pickleball nets, that the city is confiscating them. 
they're taking them out and just leaving with them. And people are going, wait a minute, you don't own that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, and, and keep in mind how nice San Francisco is. And so if you have a house that's near a pickleball court, uh, they, people quoted in the story saying that um, one woman has a $36 million home. <laughs> and she said the sale of that home was thwarted due to the constant pock, pock, pock of pickleballs near her property. Yeah. Um, and, sh- and that home had its own pickleball court. <laughs> Even. So, wow. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, for the public, I mean, they're just taking them out. And now what people are saying is they're going to resort to, and I swear I'm not making this up, pickle disobedience. <laughs> so they're going to take over the courts anyway and stage sit-ins and other kinds of things like that, all for the privilege of being able to play pickleball on these public courts. People are mad saying the city of San Francisco didn't ask the community first if it was okay to take the the nets down. Yeah. You know what? They don't have to ask you. Nope, because you put those nets up on their property, so they can take them if they want to. Yeah, I mean, at that point, that becomes abandoned property. Yeah, um, they said the lines at pickleball courts three and four would be removed in the winter or spring, depending on uh, weather conditions, and asking the community to remove their unpermitted rolling nets by Friday. I just I okay I've, I've never played the game okay so I'm not mad at it look I'm not one of these people who say oh pickleball needs to go away I I can't get myself that excited about it but what I what I wonder is I mean I know fads come and go what is it about pickleball that I mean it seems like it's so close to tennis that these are not people who were playing tennis before no. Because the tennis courts were never that full. Why on earth is this game the flavor of the year? And still, I mean, this, yeah, it's we're been what, like two years, years into this now, maybe? Yeah. yeah, or five years. And it hasn't died down. If nothing else, it's only become a bigger deal. Yeah. And what's interesting also about this is that it's people our age that right. are really, really into it. You know, it's not, it's not Colin. It's, it's, it's Dana. It's the middle age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you play, what is it about it? Right. And, and why didn't you play tennis? Like, what is it about pickleball that makes you go out and devote time and effort and energy into this thing where tennis never did? Tennis is a little harder, I think. Is that what it the is? The court's bigger. The ball is smaller. I think it takes more effort to go play tennis. You got to move more. You got to with, with with pickleball. I think there's movement involved. But the court is smaller, the net is shorter, the ball is bigger. I think it's just an easier game to play for everybody. So it's a, it's a half a loaf thing. It's I can get out and actually get some exercise and move around. Yes, but I or don't have to you go. Don't, you don't have to move as much either because okay. it, it's it's a big wiffle ball. With tennis, I feel like if you're playing singles or even doubles, the court is huge, right? Compared Isn't to racquetball, kind of the same way though. You don't have to move a lot in racquetball. That's true. Well, no, your racket body bar- moves, but yeah. your feet don't move as much. You're, you're, but what you do is you're running a lot. You're running yeah. in short bursts in little, of, right, of in, 10 feet, but yeah, you're, yeah. you're always and that's, on the move. That's kind of how pickleball is as well, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I just think pickleball is an easier, an easier sport than tennis is. That could be. Yeah, that makes some sense. If you play, and some of you must, 913-586-7798, what is it about it, and, and why is there such conflict over it? I mean, because again, we don't have that with tennis. There are tennis courts that back up to people people's backyards. We never hear about it. Why is this such a source of conflict? 
Feel free to get in here. 913-586-7798. Back with your comments next on KMBZ. What is it with pickleball? What is the deal? Why are people so into it? And why is there so much conflict and rage about it? that in San Francisco, there's a fight over the courts happening. I love the responses we're getting on the text line yeah. so far. Uh, a couple of you have said, it's to Colin's point, it's way easier describing it as ping pong on the ground. <laughs> and at least one of you said, it's because you can drink and do it. <laughs> so, okay. hey, uh, let's go to the phones and go to Florida where Julie's standing by. Hey, Julie. Hi, how are you doing? All right, what do you think? Well, I, I do play pickleball. And I play in Florida, and I play in Kansas City both. It's just a really age-forgiving sport. Aha. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I like the term. 85-year-olds out there, and they, they candidly kick my butt all the time. <laughs> but it's fun. It's short. It's quick. You know, and unless you're stupid, you don't get hurt. <laughs> Isn't that true of most things? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. And so you're an avid player. Are there other games that you've played over time? Were you a tennis player? I was, you know, I tried to play, but, you know, the pickleball court is quite a bit smaller. I was yeah. a basketball player. I was a collegiate athlete, played softball and stuff. This is easy. This is somebody I think described it as ping pong yep. on mm-hmm. steroids. It, it's really fun. It's very transportable. You don't have to carry a lot of equipment. It's it's fun. It's really fun. And the people who get their their uh, shorts and not over the noise move. Ooh, <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown down. Julie, I love it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> to be fair, they were there first. To be fair. You know? Yeah. Um, I just think it's funny. Then why weren't you playing ping pong? You know, why weren't you playing one of the other easier sports? Why did this have to come along? Well, you, you don't want to play it. Say, you know, she was in Florida. Something had to replace shuffleboard, right? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, and, but yeah. And maybe that's what it is, is it's just easier on the knees. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's as you get older, as I understand it, the knees and the hips are, you know, that, that, that's where it starts to get really tough to move around. And if pickleball doesn't make you run back and forth a whole lot, then, yeah, it can be a lot more forgiving that way. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just amused because you suddenly went from being not active to yeah. saying, well, I wasn't going to be active, but now that there's this game, I'll go and be active six times a week. Well, yeah. And, and even though that may explain a lot of the popularity of it just over the last couple of years is that, it, you know, people who would, who would play tennis, but can't because their bodies just can't do that anymore can play pickleball. But the other thing we're seeing is, I mean, go to chicken and pickle on any given night. You're going to see oh. a crowd in there that's in their twenties and thirties. They don't care. Oh, it's, I, t- I think I might have said this. I was at uh, the one in Overland Park on a Monday night yeah, for, uh, for a small holiday event at 4 p.m. on a Monday. It was packed. And how old was the crowd ish? It was a mix. Um, I was probably right. I was middle aged in the crowd. Probably okay. it was 20 to 60, probably. So and it was fun and 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 a good time all the way. It was cold. They, people were ice skating <laughs> outside. So um, all right. Real quick. Uh, talking about sports while we have a couple of minutes here. This is one of the stories I, I needed to double check to make sure that this is true about Sports Illustrated. They just laid off everybody and it's 
according to the Washington Post, and when we say everybody, the Washington Post is saying there are about 30 employees left at Sports Illustrated. They seem to think that uh, that this is the end, that Sports Illustrated is about to be shuttered. Should I be as shocked by that as I am? I I am. I, I knew nothing of this. Now, I knew uh, that, okay, it wasn't receivership. They were, uh, they were purchased not long ago by the company that runs them now. Um, Authentic Brands Group, under the name Arena Group. Arena Group, yeah. Is, yeah, they're a subsidiary of Authentic Brands. Uh, so ABG, uh, through Arena Group, uh, bought Sports Illustrated, and I'm trying to remember how many years ago that was, and I don't. But... I remember they bought it for a bargain, and there were eyebrows raised at that point by saying, boy, that's not a lot of money for something that is a stalwart. I mean, when you ask people, yeah. what do you, you know, what's, what's a sports-related magazine? Sports Illustrated is going to be the first one they mention. Um, does ESPN, the magazine, even still publish? I've never seen it. I, so. I don't think they do. I think that lasted for about 10 years, and then that one kind of petered out. But that leaves... Really, nobody. I is mean, it weekly. Is, is SI weekly? Yeah, I think it's it's either weekly or bi-monthly, and I, I honestly don't remember. Okay. I've never had a subscription. But okay. <laughs> that was always the dentist's office magazine for me. That's a yeah, yeah. You're sitting in the doctor's office or waiting to get your hair cut, and it and it sits there. With thirty people, you're either going to you know quarterly or just like special editions, or it's going entirely online. Yeah. Which you which may be the case weekly, but most of the layoffs. I mean, they're calling them layoffs. They're firings. They're not bringing these people mm -hmm. back. We're writers, so it's not it's not staff that you can do without. And that's why Washington Post. I mean, I'll I'll give you their line on the thing. Uh, they said much of the staff, possibly all remaining writers and editors, received layoff notices today. Could spell the end of a publication. We may talk more about that coming up later in the show. Mania Barca will join us coming up at 1230. Be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.